Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast about the lavish balls thrown at improbably huge mansions owned by very old vampires. My name's Claire, I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we're excited to have a special guest with us today, Abby Stassen! It's me! Hello Abby, introduce yourself to the people. My name's Abby. I am a newer fan of the Vampire Diaries. I've watched the entire series. This is my second go around in the last year and a half, so I think I'm pretty invested. And uh, I live in Florida. Those are all true things, but more importantly, yeah. Abby and I grew up together. Oh yeah, that too. We were childhood buddies, and then when we were adults, she moved into the house that Beth and I lived in together in Chicago. Yes. So we were all roomies back in the day. Yes, we sure were. We were what crazy amazing times. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. The good old days. It was yeah. a wacky time. <laughs> it really it was. was. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just a reminder: Beth hasn't watched past this episode, so if you spoil anything, we're not friends anymore. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Almost thirty years down the drain. <laughs> right. One spoiler. Yeah. You're done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thumbs the rules. Oh, so we sh- uh, I should probably say the name of the episode we're recapping. That might be a professional podcast thing to do. Uh, this is Dangerous Liaisons. I don't remember what episode number it is. It's season three, episode... Insert 14. 14. I think it's, yeah, 14. It's yes. the pie episode. Oh, it is. And we just had pie day two days ago. What we a clinky day. Wow. This is such a, a kismetaceous... <laughs> Very organized... So this episode begins in the hospital with a question. parking lot. <laughs> yes, in the hospital. But I have a question before we even get started. Did Matt dye his hair in this episode? Ooh, darker. Yes, he looks totally different. I think. I feel like maybe he has more product in it or something. And then <laughs> I don't know. Di- darker. He looks so different in this episode. Like I almost thought that they replaced Matt with a different actor. And I was like, are they pulling some growing pains bullshit on us right now or yeah. something? Because I don't understand what is happening. Mainly what I noticed for Matt was that he had some really bad line readings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was not good in this episode. But they're giving but yes. him more weight to carry. And, uh... and he's buckling <laughs> under it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yes, we do open on Matt and Elena at the hospital. And why is Matt there? I don't know. He's just hanging out with Elena. Um, they're so, chatting about Caroline, right? They're talking about Alaric because the last thing that happened in the oh. last episode was that Alaric got stabbed by the mysterious stabber of Mystic Falls. That's right. And Elena had asked Matt to stay with her until Alaric woke up. So he's been kind of hanging out with her while she's having an emotional breakdown. Oh, yeah. Continuity from the last episode. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> Anytime. But yeah, they're like, oh, they say he's going to be okay. Great. Oh, and Bonnie and her mom are okay, too. Now that we've talked about everybody who's not in the episode, let's uh, have a new plot. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. wow, nobody is like sitting vigil for Bonnie and Abby. I guess fuck them. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, Damon checked that they were breathing. And then that was like, okay, the Bennett witches are fine. No worries. <laughs> they wake up 48 hours later still in the cave like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I know. 
And there's more of this stuff from Matt about, like, all your lives are so crazy, unlike my normal one. All I have to worry about for tomorrow is showing up for my shift at the grill. <laughs> I was so happy that the grill got a shout out. But at the same time, I was like, come on, Matt. He's he keeps insisting he's not involved in all this stuff, but he's getting more and more involved as time goes by. He really what? is. He's got to get it together. <laughs> he certainly Look does. at your life. Look at your choices, yeah, Matt. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> And then it gets spooky because we, we've seen some kind of, there's been a lot of shots like through shutters in different rooms in the hospital. So we know somebody's creeping. That's right. And Elena, she leaves the hospital after kind of like talking with Matt and she gets into her car to presumably go back to her house or something. And she's backing up and all of a sudden she feels like she hits something and there's kind of like a loud human sounding crack. <laughs> And yeah, so she like gets out of the car. She's like, oh my God, what happened? And she can't see anything. So it's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. But then Rebecca pops out and she's like, drive much, Elena? Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, burn. Yeah. She said drive much. I was like, I love you, Rebecca, but that's not a sick burn. She's no, it's thousands, not. She's had thousands of years to develop like <laughs> some sort of witty repartee and she right. hasn't done it. <laughs> Try again. Uh. Rebecca. But yeah, right. it's like the opposite of Damon's usual trick of lying in the middle of the road. Instead of like making somebody stop their car so they don't hit you, you let somebody hit you but then disappear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Rebecca has, she's been carrying a grudge. So, you know, she quickly insults Elena's driving skills, but she turns to past memes and she's like, Elena, I can't believe you betrayed me and stabbed me with the dagger in the back. You're surprised to see me? Well, that hurt. And then she just fucking attacks Elena. She goes all face boner. She's literally, I don't know, milliseconds away from like biting her. Um, But a knight in shining armor comes through. A very moral fellow. Oh, my love. Elijah comes out of nowhere and he saves Elena. He stops Rebecca from biting her. Yes. Claire, I remember you saying this, that you thought that Elijah was like the only attractive guy in the show at one point. Not the and only then, attractive guy, the most attractive guy. Or the most attractive guy, yeah. And I, I didn't see it. And then when I went back and watched it a second time, I was like, you know why I didn't like him the first time? He's always wearing a suit, no matter where he is. <laughs> and it creeps me out. Fair. He could be in the middle of the woods, suit, parking lot, suit, funeral, suit. Is it the same suit? I don't know. But why don't you have any other clothes? It just bothers me. He's just me. so classy. He <laughs> is. You wanted to see him in jorts, didn't you? So, I mean, sort of. Just It gets a little weird after a while. Like, nobody else in the show does that. Well, if you want to see him emerging from the ocean in just a pair of swim trunks and glistening in the sun, uh, you can watch <laughs> the movie Bride and Prejudice. Oh, okay, I'll watch that. <laughs> the Bollywood adaptation of Pride and Prejudice in which he plays Johnny Wickham. <laughs> All right. Abby, when you said that you pictured him in jorts, I totally pictured the jorts, but then the tie and suit on top, (laughs) it was just like a mismatch, but he would definitely need to keep it formal on top. He's in in a Zoom meeting. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. He's a never nude. (laughs) Yes, perfect. I could totally see Elijah being a never never nude. Yeah, totally. Uh, But yes, he shows up and pulls Rebecca off and... They have a staring contest, and he's like, are you challenging me, Rebecca? 
And Rebecca calls both him and Elena pathetic. And then Elijah says to Elena, we have some catching up to do. Right, because Elena didn't know uh, what happened at the end of the dinner party last week because the Salvatores had left by then. So she didn't know that Rebecca was undaggered, let alone the other bonus originals. Yes, it was a surprise. Yeah. And apparently they have a long talk about everything she missed. And sadly, we don't get to see it because after the uh, title card, we go to Elena's house the next day where she's telling Stefan and Damon all the dirty deets. Yes. And they're... I was surprised to see the three of them kind of hanging out together because right? I feel like that just kind of came out of nowhere. But they're just kind of like together and shooting the shit about the whole original situation. So they all seemingly know that Esther is out of the coffin and they're kind of lamenting about the situation that they're in because they remember that or they think they know that their leverage with Klaus was all around the coffin. So they're a little bit worried that now that it's open, they're going to have some trouble with them. But Esther, or I'm sorry, (laughs) Elena is talking about how she needs to meet with Esther or that Esther wants to, I'm sorry guys, I just, (laughs) I'm I'm struggling over here. Esther, Elena, and Elijah are three E names that are going to get confusing. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, she leaves she... the mystery note on the porch, right? Right. Like, they're having this discussion. Yes. Elena's like, Elijah, who always is true to his word except that one time, says that the originals will not hurt any of us. They just want to be a peaceful family again. And then they hear, like, is it like a ding-dong ditch or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word. I almost said dine and dash, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And Elena goes out, and there's this beautiful calligraphied calligraphied what's the word i don't know invitation to the michelsons and yes. is this the first time that we've heard michelsons because they all seemed really surprised i i feel like maybe yeah yeah i think we've heard it before yeah sorry my cat has decided he wanted to be a part of this podcast and he's crying in the background but yeah, I think we did hear the Michelsons before at some point, but not nearly as much as we hear it in this episode. I feel like I might have been calling them that, and it was like a big reveal this week that that's their name. Mm. So I'm very sorry. Oh According no, it's to IMDb trivia, this was the first episode. That was the only <laughs> trivia item for this episode. They're like, who are the Michelsons? They have invited us for dancing cocktails and celebration. And then there's a note on the back from Esther to Elena saying... She wants to meet her at last. Yes. What a bold move to just throw the fanciest party that Mystic Falls has ever seen right upon your family's arrival from the past century. Yeah, she just woke up and already she's hostessing the crap out of crap. I have questions. Go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) A modern day woman. We thought it was impressive when Rebecca caught up so fast, but Esther has been in a grave, in a coffin since viking times although she was on the other side and i guess could see what was going on yeah because she oh, was yeah. fucking with everybody's shit earlier this season from beyond so then now that elena has received her fancy invitation uh we go over to klaus klaus's house and house we klaus. see that house of klaus <laughs> And we see that all of the original siblings are kind of getting ready for the party. So Rebecca's getting a manicure. Someone is like steaming Cole's suit. 
And they're just having some like pretty good sibling banter. Um, I really liked this part. Mm-hmm. But quickly things kind of take a turn because Klaus starts fighting with Rebecca because he figures out that Rebecca just went to attack Elena and he's not happy about this because as we know, Elena is the key to his whole hybrid army. Klaus really should be more like contrite right now because everybody was like really mad at him yesterday. Mm-hmm. And like mom said we're all gonna be a family again, but Klaus still fucking stabbed all of those guys for hundreds of years. Yeah. And he's like squabbling with them. I know. And then he like cries to the mom. He's like, Rebecca tried to ruin my life. And Esther's kind of like a voice of reason here. She's like, well, Klaus, you did put daggers in their hearts. (laughs) You know, it's like. (sighs) And he's, he's kind of like curious why like Esther is so willing to like forgive him. And she's like, listen, I've had a thousand years to like think and heal. And it's not going to just be like that quick for your siblings. But then she kind of changes the subject and she asks, so Klaus, who who are you bringing to the ball tonight? Hey, (laughs) we have not had like even a hint of Klaus being into anybody in a romantic or sexual way up until this point. But all of a sudden they're like, we need a love interest for Klaus. Yeah, I know. And they really pull it out of the hat. I don't Yeah. This was a weird choice. We'll, We'll get to that. Yeah. So since we're having our first real scene with them, I want to ask you, Beth, what do you think of Cole and Finn? So Finn, I kept thinking that they were saying Phil. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I wish his name was Phil. I wish his Phil. name was Phil, yeah. I'm actually Phil writing down Finn because I know that I'm going to keep saying Phil because sometimes I wrote down Phil. But he seems like a big weenie. Yeah. 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 Like they total weenie. Uh, Cole is kind of hot, though, I will say. Cole looks the most like Elijah, like not as attractive as Elijah, but they they could pass for actual brothers. I could see yeah. that. And he has kind of like a devilish way about him, a little bit messy hair. I kind of like Cole. He's kind of giving Rebecca some shit. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. I just uh, really enjoyed Finn's look or Phil's look when he was fresh out of the coffin, <laughs> dressed like a renaissance pirate or something with his curly wig <laughs> but he's already got like a really boring makeover now yeah i wanted more of the because he's been stabbed for 900 years so he was really in the old fashions i just like don't understand how the show gets away with like not addressing the fact that they've lost so much time and like that they're not just fascinated by modern day technology and can't understand what the fuck anyone is talking about because they don't speak our version of english yeah they speak germanic english yeah i i just want like a spinoff i've i've said like so many spinoffs but i want a spinoff where they just have to like adjust to everyday life (laughs) like figure out how to use a blender and stuff (laughs) yes like how did uh Phil learn how to use the flat iron on his hair. (laughs) Did Catherine come by and uh, give him some tips? But yes, this is a cute scene of all of the family hanging out together, but it's also like slightly creepy always in the background because they're all creepy vampires. Mm -hmm. Well, Esther's not a vampire. I always think Esther's a vampire because she's alive from (laughs) a thousand years ago, but she's just a witch. Yeah. Like frozen in carbonite or whatever so now that we're kind of on the cliffhanger of trying to figure out who klaus is bringing to the ball we step back to 
Elena's house where she's still bullshitting with Stefan and Damon. So she's gone out to the patio. She's picked up her invitation and she's like, Esther wants to talk with me and have a private meeting. And the Salvatores are like, that doesn't sound like something that revolves around us. So we're not going to allow you to do that. (laughs) Exactly. I think Damon even says, like, you can't go by yourself. End of story. Like, he's not even, like, willing to participate in a discussion about it. And he starts using his, I don't know, quote unquote, authority, uh, (laughs) throw it around, telling Elena what she can and cannot do. And he says he she can't go because she can't protect herself. So. I mean, in his defense, he is right. <laughs> she is a person, and they are very powerful vampires. Yeah, this but is like, true. the thing about being Elena is that nobody's going to kill her for plot reasons. Because, like, Klaus needs her alive, and the rest of the originals are, like, having a peace treaty. So... And if any of them killed her, Klaus would kill them. Yeah. So I feel like she's pretty safe in terms of, like, she won't get murdered. Like, obviously other shit can go down, but... Yeah. Also, she's the main character of the show, and I feel like she must know that in her heart. Because she yeah. puts herself in danger so much. Yeah. Elena always, always survives. Elena always fails up, is what we mean. Yes, it's almost like she's a woman. True. Yes. <laughs> But yes, I, I like got so bored during the scene because all the stuff with Stefan and Damon and Elena this week like really bummed me out. Yeah, I'm like we it's... had kind of gotten away from this love triangle thing where it's like they're all hanging out together and Stefan and Damon just arguing about, over her like while she's standing right there. Yeah, it's weird. I know <laughs> it is weird. But anyway, they don't want her to go. She doesn't want them to go. Nobody wants anybody to go, but they all end up going. <laughs> Uh, so then, yeah, yeah, indeed, speaking of bummers, Caroline, we see her at her house and she answers the phone and who is it? It's Tyler. (laughs) So we haven't heard from Tyler like since Bill died and he calls and he leaves her a voicemail. And he's like, hey, it's Tyler. I'm super sorry that I freaked out and left when all this shit went down. I've left to try and fix myself so that I can come home to you and be like healed or cured or unsired or whatever the hell. Um, And then he says, I love you at the end of the voicemail. And here's my big Buffy speech of the episode. Yes. (laughs) Because this is literally exactly the same as something that happens on Buffy. Oh, I see. So there's a werewolf character on Buffy named Oz, and he dates Mm -hmm. Willow. And there's this whole very stupid arc in the fourth season where they're all college freshmen, where he meets a lady werewolf, and she wants to tempt him to the dark side so he can follow his true nature. But then, like, he's being a douchebag, and he, like, semi-cheats on Willow with Veruca, and he's like, Willow, the wolf is always in me. And I can't be around you like this. And so he goes off to try to figure out how to be a tame werewolf. And then he comes back, like, many moons later. Oh, I didn't even mean the moon. <laughs> and he's like, I learned in Tibet how to meditate so I don't have to turn into a werewolf anymore. And we can date. But Willow's a lesbian now, so he's shit out of luck. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I was like, okay, so Tyler is Oz. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Oz is played by Seth Green, so you can have a mental image of this. <laughs> oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. I didn't know that Seth Green was on Buffy. Yeah, he was a recurring character for, like, several seasons. Was that, like, before he was, like, famous for being Seth Green or I after? No, because I didn't watch Buffy until I was in my 20s. Okay. So, like, yeah. I knew him from I, th- I think it was. Eight. I think it was before. Yeah. A little bit. That would make sense that he was on that before he got, like, a large fan following just for, like, being himself, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Buffy Corner over, except I'm going to bring it up again for a different reason later. Buffy fans out there, I bet you know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh, they they know, Claire. They know. <laughs> but, yeah, so Caroline is, like, listening to this voicemail, and she's like, ah. But then she hears another ding-dong ditch. Someone's at her door, and she opens it, and there's, like, a nice gift box there with the same calligraphy invitation as we just saw at Elena's house. So Caroline opens it, and it's, like, the same invitation to this fancy-ass ball and on the back, it says, save me a dance. Love, Klaus. And he spells it L-U-V. Sorry, he um, says fondly, Klaus. Oh, fondly, Klaus. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Fondly. Yeah, see, they're holding on to some of their old-fashioned bullshit. But yeah, so Caroline's, like, kind of confused. And she's, like, looking at the invitation. But then she realizes that there's, like, another gift underneath it. So she lifts up the box. And there's this, like really fancy blue ball gown in it and she kind of does like a (gasps) like she's very surprised by the elegant beauty of this dress (laughs) oh my god i hate this dress so much but we'll talk about that later i loved it oh no you did argue about it later i was not a fan i don't like dark blue and black together but we don't need to get we don't need to get there right now yes we'll wait until we're actually at the ball to judge everybody's looks yes (laughs) So, of course, Caroline needs to spill what's going on to everybody. So she goes over to our favorite local haunt, the Mystic Grill. Yay. Yay. And she meets up with Elena there. Yes. And she describes the whole thing to Elena as some twisted Cinderella fetish. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that. Caroline is salty as hell today, and I am loving it. Yeah, she has so many good zingers. It's amazing. And... They're talking about, like, how they're both invited and are they going to go and who are they going to go with. And Elena kind of hints that she wants to go with Caroline. And Caroline says something extremely false that I would like to see visually contradicted. But sadly, we don't get it. She says, I think Salvatore would look a lot better in a tux. Oh, Imagine Caroline in a sexy tux. I feel like she would kill it. Yeah. I mourn for all of us that we didn't get to see it. I yeah. know. That would have But then uh, she also brings up that she knows that Elena and Damon, I almost said Elena and Delena. <laughs> <laughs> Elena and Damon kissed. <laughs> like she's a couple weeks late to the party, but she knows and she's mad at Elena for not telling her. Yeah. And she was all like, the first time you kissed Matt, you had to come tell me immediately. And now you don't even tell me that you made out with Damon. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny because it was like when she first kissed Matt, she was probably like 12 or some shit. And now they're like 18. I mean, it's not, you know, you still got to keep your friend. 30, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The thing is like she has this fucked up history with Damon that probably Elena doesn't want to talk to you about anything that's going on with them because like. Oh, that's right. He repeatedly assaulted 
in all senses of the word, Caroline back in the day. And, you know, yeah. Caroline has decided to move past that so she can just, like, be Elena's friend. But it's still, like, really awkward. So I understand why Elena wouldn't want to tell her. That slipped my mind from season one. But yeah, that was like right at the beginning of the series when Caroline had to wear all of those tiny scarves around her neck to hide the bites. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Oh, dear. The the show wants us to forget. Yeah. It does. Definitely. But things take a turn because, well... Elena and Caroline are kind of catching up on their love lives. They notice that Rebecca walks into the grill carrying a fancy envelope and she just waltzes right up to Matt Donovan and you see her talking to him and inviting her, inviting Matt to the, to the ball. I loved Rebecca's hairdo. She has this like sassy, sleek ponytail. She's wearing like a cool jacket I was like, yeah, yeah you got look- dressed up to go to the grill and ask out the busboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Caroline is like, what is she doing here? She's all worried. Because it seems like she was like, I don't know, like a little jealous or something. But then Elena says that she thinks that Rebecca's just there to try and get a rise out of Caroline and Elena. So Yeah, she's not allowed to murder see. Elena, so she has to date her friends, I guess. Get with her first <laughs> boyfriend. Yep. And then do we go straight to the ball? That's the next thing I have written down. We do. We kick off the grand ball at the Michelsons. So yes, we are at this fancy ass ball. And all the times that we've been at House of Klaus while it was like being renovated, it did not strike me that it had this grand foyer with like a double staircase and cathedral ceilings. I know. Like, what is this? They must have had that, like, covered with some, like, drop cloths or something before because they were not showing that. That would be hella drop cloths. It would. It would be, like, a thousand of them. Um, And everybody's looking really good at the ball. So I don't mean this against anyone who lives in Virginia, but, like, if someone threw threw a ball here, come for you, Beth. Don't come to my DMs. But... (laughs) Okay, if somebody threw, like, the fanciest ball here where I live on, like, two days' notice, people would not be showing up looking this nice. Like, everyone there looked so good. Like, true black tie situation. So, uh, my brother and sister-in-law currently live in Virginia. I'll have to check in with them about what the ball gown stitch is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please do. Inquiring minds would like to know. Yeah. So, the first person we check in with at the ball is everybody's favorite, Mayor Carol Lockwood. (laughs) again out there doing the most (laughs) and she is flirting with Cole this time it's a new Mm -hmm. original that she hasn't hit on yet sisters doing it for themselves (laughs) she just is the queen of the cougars she's a horrible person but she (laughs) you know she sees what she likes and she goes for it and I respect that yes And Damon is kind of, like, interrupting their conversation because he's like, oh, hello, Carol. Like, you made it here tonight. And Carol's like, listen, when the (laughs) oldest, most deadly vampire family moves into your town and they invite you to a ball, you go with a smile. So Carol's kind of, like, indicating that she's there to protect the town. But she's just there having a good time. Yeah, when the oldest, most dangerous dangerous vampire family invites (laughs) you to a ball, you show up with a smile and a purse full of condoms. 
But Damon is really salty. He's, like, still kind of mad that Carol is having this peace treaty with Klaus. Mm-hmm. And he he tries to talk to Cole, but Cole's like, I don't know you. I don't know her. I'm sorry to this man. I don't know him. <laughs> yes, I don't know her. Yeah, Cole says that Damon never or didn't stand out as someone he might have met before. So Damon's like confused and insulted by this. I was kind of confused by that too because he didn't meet Cole at the party last week or the dinner party last week because he left before the... Uh, or he didn't meet him. They were just like in the room together. For one yeah, second. yeah. But then all time and space stops because Elena walks <laughs> through the door in her very large gold and black ball gown and Damon gets a boner face when she sees or when he sees her walk through the door mm-hmm. but it's not like a violent boner face like before a vampire attack it's like a true like penis hardening boner face <laughs> yeah it's not a face boner it's a boner face yes exactly <laughs> there's a difference i also wrote in my notes elena sparkly gown damon boner elbow gloves catherine hair <laughs> <laughs> that sums yeah, it up say no more for the listeners <laughs> And I remember very clearly, like, I don't remember a lot of the ads for this show, but I remember the one for this episode that they were hyping the hell out of this moment where Elena's in her ball gown and she has one Salvatore on each arm. And it was like, who is she going to choose? Yeah. I loved that moment. I'm not going to lie. I was like, get it, girl. But also don't. Please leave these bastards. She looks great. And... Yeah. I was secretly hoping, even though I knew it wasn't true, that she was actually Catherine because her hair was curly, but... Yeah, honestly, for a second, yeah. I was like, is this a switch thing, but... <laughs> Where is She'll Catherine? show up when we least expect it. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, I'm, I actually had to Google it, but I have to be very careful when I'm mm-hmm. looking up past show information because sometimes yeah. I don't remember when we've killed off a character. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the last we saw Catherine was after Michael got killed and she was just like telling seven to fuck shit up yeah yeah she was like egging him on she's off somewhere hiding which is probably wise yeah it's weird that she like goes on the run but then always returns to the same place everybody always returns to mystic falls like everybody is so obsessed with living in mystic falls i'm like it's not that good a town it only has one restaurant (laughs) i know (laughs) why do you want to live here so bad one restaurant (laughs) one teacher one doctor But a very well-dressed crowd, apparently. Yeah, yeah. horny mayor. (laughs) The horniest mayor. America's horniest mayor. I wanted to watch that spin-off. Me too. Oh my god, so good. (laughs) So I think, uh, well, we get the big moment where Stefan also walks up and they're both like, oh, Elena, you weren't supposed to be here. And she's like, neither were you shall we and they enter the ballroom together or something yeah but then we have to check in with caroline who has decided yeah. to go uh so she can keep an eye on matt i think yeah that was like she didn't like rebecca being there so she feels like she needs to go to the ball she's out there trying to pick out her dress but you know everyone has this moment you're looking through your closet you've pulled out <laughs> everything you own you can't decide what to wear then like, she... I don't have another ball gown lying around. Which, <laughs> right? I have to ask, where the fuck did Elena get that ball gown on short notice? Yeah. Right? Flipping Maybe Aunt Jenna gown. had it. Mm. Yeah, Aunt Jenna's yeah. dress. Yeah, it was Aunt Jenna's she went conference. with Logan Fell, probably. Yes. Uh, uh, but so Caroline... 
she oh, pulls out this like blue satin dress and I know we've seen it before. Was it what she wore to Homecoming or Miss Mystic Falls maybe? I thought it was Homecoming, but I couldn't okay. quite remember. But yeah, I, I think, think the that... Miss Mystic was a green dress. But yeah, okay. I was like, oh, they kept the same dress. That's cute. Good job, showrunners or prop masters or whoever's responsible <laughs> for that. Good job, Chad. <laughs> but yeah, Caroline eventually decides to put on the gown, the gifted gown from Klaus. And we see her arrive at the ball. So I love the dress. About this dress. Abby, how could you love it? I don't know. It just, <laughs> I like dance. I like blue. Um, I think it's easy to tell where her boobs are, so that's always good. Um, <laughs> I like I like the sparkles in the middle. Um, I like the I like the straps. I like how they're just sort of like I don't know. It's not like a. It looks like cloth and not a strap. Why does? It looks why? like gathered fabric. Yeah, yeah, sure. I I did like the straps. That was. I don't know. It. I just I just really like it. I just, so, it's this nice, like, kind of, almost, like, Grecian sort of style, like, flowy pleats, but then it's basically, like, a bustier of, like, sparkly something around her torso that's covering everything except her boobs. So it's almost yeah. like when Regina George gets the boobs cut out of her shirt and she just puts it on over her bra and lets, like, her bra stick out and it becomes a trend. Right. Yeah, it's giving strong cone boob vibes because it does have that like lattice happening like all across the torso except for the boob. And it's like very gold. And I thought that it was black and blue, but I think it's just blue. I think that I'm it's, conflating. It's another dress. dress. It's the dress. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it black yeah. and blue. It's white and gold. Yes. I feel like it was blue, but like with like an ombre. I just said like. Yeah, it's like an ombre blue. With maybe into like yeah. purple or pink. And I didn't yeah. think that white was the correct choice of glove color for that dress. I think an off-white would have been okay, or a silver. Yeah, I'll agree with you on the gloves. I would have gone black, but I also think the dress had black in it, and it didn't, so. <laughs> Elena has black elbow-length gloves that go perfectly with her dress. She does. She does indeed. So I know, you will I never like agree it. on this dress. Abby, you can have it. Okay. Please find That's... a dress that uh, has that exact boob effect and wear it out so we can... Uh, Post it to our Instagram. I don't. I, I sure. You know what? I'm gonna do it. Honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot of if you if you Google image search it, there are like certain there's like a Pinterest board where people are trying to find the dress. Like, <laughs> so people like the dress, Claire. People like a lot of things. People like Matt Donovan. People like Jeremy yeah. Gilbert. How dare you say that in my presence? He's still in Denver. Thank God. And yeah. nobody's even talking about him. That was another pleasant surprise from this episode is that we didn't hear about Jeremy at all. Yes. yes. Elena doesn't miss him. She's like, what brother? <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm sure something happens, but I don't know what. Yeah. So Caroline comes to the ball. We see her beautiful dress and then <laughs> she sees Klaus and he comes over and he's doing some like him, like how beautiful you look this evening and she just looks at him and she's like i need a drink it's <laughs> one of my favorite lines of hers in the episode and she kind of like walks away and klaus looks like a little intrigued by her response there like i think that he's used to probably people like fawning over him and caroline isn't going to do that yeah. so that was kind of fun but then next i have written that elena sees phil aka finn 
Um, yes. And yeah, so he's like walking up to her and trying to talk about the upcoming meeting between Esther and Elena. And he indicates that Esther wants to see Elena alone. And if she wants to see him or her, he'll have to be alone. She'll have to be alone. I'm messing up my pronouns today. We don't, they never explicitly said their pronouns. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yes. Finn making such an impression by being like, my mom said, don't bring your boyfriends (laughs) to your meeting. Right. And then Elijah makes a grand speech from the stairs. Apparently he's the MC of the evening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... It's and so the fancy. stairs have like those icicle Christmas lights all down them. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you could get those at Target. Maybe you should have upgraded to something a little classier. I know. Get some uplighting in this bitch, please. We had two days. <laughs> That's true. It, they did put it together on very short notice. And Klaus did have to send all his hybrids away so he doesn't have anybody to do his dirty work. <laughs> Imagine having all the time in the world and deciding to throw a party of this size in two days. Like... Your time is nothing to you. Just wait and plan it. Yeah. I mean, you never know when you're going to get daggered by one of your family members. You got to live it up while you can. Yep. (laughs) But yes, Elijah invites everybody to join them for a centuries-old waltz, which turns out to be to an Ed Sheeran song. Oh, is that Ed Sheeran? I had a, I held my phone up to the TV and had Google tell me what it was because I wrote Imagine Dragons cover band. But then I realized I don't actually know what Imagine Dragons sounds like. It's just what I imagine Imagine Dragons sounds like. Oh my god, that's a good imaginary Imagine Dragons. I think I was thinking of the Lumineers. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know modern music. Sorry, guys, I fail. It's okay. No, that's okay. I don't like it. I don't like it, Cher, and I wish it was the Lumineers. And I think Elena and the Salvatores are arguing about something again. But then it's like, well, I guess it would be rude for us not to dance. Yes. And it also would not be good for the fans for us to miss this opportunity to have Elena dance with both her boyfriends at the ball. I really liked the upcoming waltz scene. (laughs) And, okay, so have these characters done this dance before? Or am I just thinking of the cotillion scenes from the OC? No, it's they've done the uh, they did the sort of it was like the debutante dance or whatever with the hands, the dance of the near touch or whatever. The dance oh yeah, near... that's this. Is that the no, show? I think yeah, but the, yeah. I think this was something different. Okay, I think that was from Miss Mystic Falls. Yeah, that was Miss Mystic Falls. Yeah, but this is just some other waltz. It's apparently centuries old, but everybody knows the steps, as you said. Yeah, so funny. And for some reason, Klaus and Caroline are dancing. And Klaus compliments her dancing. It's like, you're literally just, like, walking in a circle. That's what I was thinking. I, I was like, is it You'll good? Like, is there dance, something about... Uh... I was like, is there something about ballroom dancing I don't understand? Because they're just going in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> but he points out that she's wearing the bracelet that he gave to her in our town. And oh, yeah. asked her to explain herself. And I am like, oh, yeah, that is a little bit, like... You know that he would know that that's the bracelet he gave you. If you wanted to make a point, you could have worn Tyler's cheesy charm bracelet. I know. That would have been a better move. She is being sassy, but also, like, nicer to Klaus than you would expect. And she brings up the fact that she was Miss Mystic Falls. And Klaus says, I know. And that's really creepy. Why does Klaus know? Did he bing it? Did he bing Caroline and find pics of her on the floor? (laughs) He did. The Mystic Times. She was front page. (laughs) 
But yeah, Klaus is dancing with Caroline. Elena starts off dancing with Damon. But then as part of the centuries-old waltz, <laughs> you know you have to go ahead and switch partners. Yeah. So we go through like this whole shuffle. So I think the next round, Elena is with Stefan, of course. Yep. Klaus is with, I forget, but Matt gets with Caroline. Yeah. Oh, because he starts off with Rebecca. Right. I liked Rebecca's dress. She yeah, Rebecca wearing, looked good this, in this. She was wearing a green one-shoulder gown, but, like, okay. sort of form-fitting. Her hair was cool, too. I liked her hair yeah, a lot. she had, like, tight to the sides, but kind of up, like, high. Yeah, with, like, a semi-diet slanty. Yeah. You all part. saw the episode, you know. It was, yeah. It was yeah. very structural. Yes. It was. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But I liked when Elena, like, starts yeah, dancing with Stefan because... Um, Elena's like, oh, he dances because there are scenes in the past when he like refuses to dance with Elena at all. And yeah. Stefan's like, yeah, Mayor Lockwood dragged me out here, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was a good shout out to our favorite, um, to our favorite horny mare. <laughs> <laughs> and Elena has this like weird conversation with Stefan where for some reason he says that Elena can look out for herself. Yeah. Like that's a what? tune. From, like, five minutes ago. Totally. And Elena says that they need to talk in private about something. And it's like, why is Elena on such good terms with Stefan all of a sudden? It's so weird. I don't know if I'm, like, just not remembering something that happened in the last episode, but I'm like, they're, like, chill with each other. I know. I don't think you're misremembering anything. They just, like, all of a sudden decided that they wanted to get along again. I, I feel like it's supposed to be like, oh, we're banding together against klaus or whatever but it still doesn't it still doesn't make sense yeah right it's weird and then i think damon and rebecca are dancing together right yeah damon and rebecca are dancing together and i don't know she says something along the lines of i guess that elena looks good tonight or something and then Damon comes back to Rebecca and is like, you look like no dog yourself, which is so gross. I was like, oh, so cringy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, is that a compliment? And he says, she doesn't get compliments because she tried to murder Elena yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Which, fair enough. Right. Totally. (laughs) And then Matt's talking to Caroline and she's like, why did you come with that she-devil? Like, referring to Rebecca. And Matt was like, what was I supposed to do? Say no? I was like, yes, like yeah. you could totally say no. They were supposed to go to homecoming together, but then Elena oh. stabbed Rebecca literally in the back. So she's really just uh, picking up that rain check. That's right. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. That. But yeah, I think that that was all of the pairs that we saw. Um, so everybody switched partners about one time. <laughs> but Elena and, and Finn just dancing with each other this whole time. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) But yeah, then we see Elena and Stefan kind of sneak out of the waltz scenario and they go outside to have a private conversation. Yes. And this establishes this whole random thing that does not track with the history of the show where Elena's like, Damon's not going to let me be alone with Esther, but Finn Phil said that I had to see her alone. So I need you to help me. Because when we were together, you used to let me make my own decisions. You trusted me. And this is like some gaslighting bullshit. Like, does she not remember, like, the past six months to 
eight years that this show has taken <laughs> yeah. place during. There was like one yeah. time where he was like, okay, Elena. I think it was when she said to trust Elijah the first time. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, we'll go with Elena's plan. But literally that was the only time. And I guess like compared to Damon, that's one more time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm sorry. We have all seen this show. We all know that's not true, right? I, yeah. We are not on the same page with this situation. <laughs> Elena. But Elena initially thinks that he's going to help because all he cares about is killing Klaus. And he's like, yes, that's all I care about. I really definitely don't care about any other single thing that might be standing in front of me. Yep. Oh, that Stefan. <laughs> and then we get a wonderful family moment between Rebecca and Cole. Yes. We do. And were they, I didn't, I wrote down that they were chatting, but I didn't write exactly what it was. Cole has this whole thing where he's like negging Rebecca constantly. Yeah. He's like, oh, you brought this weird human to this ball, like settling for mortals or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah. She's like, I brought him to the party to kill him. <laughs> to hurt Elena. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he's like, okay, say no more. I love it. Yeah, he's in. He's, he's in. really the Chuck Bass of this whole squad. Yeah. yeah. Strong Chuck Bass vibes, I agree. Yeah, so they're just like chatting there for a second to set the stage for why Matt is there, apparently. Um, but then we get another scene where Elena's in a like library type room. And Damon walks in and he's like, hey, like, Elena, what's up? And then Stefan just like swoops in and super fast breaks Damon's neck and puts him down for the count um, on some fancy oriental rug in there. And yeah, Stefan tells Elena, like, "Okay, you got to go. Like, there's not too much time before Damon wakes up. So basically, Elena convinced Stefan to take down Damon so that she has some time to be able to go see Esther by herself. Yes. And she apparently texted Damon to tell him to meet her in this room. And he's like, ooh, maybe we're going to kiss. Oh. <laughs> womp womp. Missed opportunity. But then we get a very sweet little moment where Elijah stops Elena when she's on her way up to see Esther and is like, Elena, I don't trust my mom. We might remember, like, she murdered my crush to make me stop fighting with my brother that one time. So I don't totally buy this whole peace treaty thing. Can you tell me what she tells you when you go see her? And I know. Elena's immediately like, oh, yeah, of course. I'll come check back in with you. And he gets this look on his face like, oh, wow, that was so easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like in a sweet way, like, oh, wow, I didn't expect her to be so nice about this. This was such a vulnerable moment for Elijah. And like, I really, I don't feel like super strong sympathy with too many or empathy, like with too many characters in this in this series but this moment got me i was just like oh my god like elijah he's trying to be on the good side he's so moral he is so moral very moral (laughs) now we at the party having a moral time (laughs) (laughs) oh and claire i feel like i'm gonna get a now we at the party tattoo oh my god please do (laughs) on your forehead having having a moral time (laughs) So this meeting that we've all been hearing about this whole episode is finally going to happen. Elena goes upstairs and we see Esther is in a room with Finn burning some sage, dramatically blowing on some daggers. It seems really chill. It does. It's a mood in there. Because Esther's a witch, so she burns sage. It's it's her thing. Yeah. 
And like Finn Phil is just being like a total weenie. And he's like, oh, you arrived alone. Good choice. And he's like basically just in there to like escort her through the threshold. Like and then he just disappears. He's like a butler to his own family. He is. He is. (laughs) He's mommy's favorite boy, maybe. (laughs) Although not really, as we find later. Right. He thinks he is, which is like even worse. (laughs) Yes. And Elena comes in and is like, what's going on? And Esther's like, nobody can overhear us because of the sage that I'm burning. And I'm like, that seems a little simple. Like, if you burn sage, vampires can't hear. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to do any Latin chants. Sounds suspect to me. It's also weird to see somebody in this show doing, like, like, I know so many people who burn sage just, like, for funsies. It's just weird to see this ancient witch... Being like, I bought this at the store, and now, I'm now they can't hear us. From Urban yeah, I'm smudging. Family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I did notice that Esther's gown is kind of like the same vibe as Rebecca's, but like the mom version. Yeah, because it's kind of a more yeah. mature cut, and it has like the sort of Talbotsy sparkly brooch holding the one sleeve together, but it's green. It's one shoulder, and I was like. Rebecca probably dressed to look like her mom because she loves her mom. I know. That's so sweet. And she hasn't seen her for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they got it like at the same store and went to like Talbot's <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I want to see that episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Esther's like, Elena, come in. I'm sure you have so many questions. And they sit down on this fancy-ass couch, and Elena's like, so, and you think that she's going to make some small talk, but she's like, how are you alive? (laughs) Oh, my God. And Esther says that the witch Ayana, they always say the witch Ayana. (laughs) Right. They never, like, use her Yeah, there hasn't been a second Ayana. Yeah. She says she preserved Esther's body with a spell. Uh, she was trapped on the other side, like her spirit, as a punishment for making vampires by the forces of nature. And she also mentions that Bonnie is a descendant of Viana because all black people are related. Yes, yes of course. That is, yeah, that was very cringe upon second watching this show. But then mm-hmm. that's why Bonnie and Abby could open the coffin because it was sealed with a Bennett spell or an Ayana it spell. A Bennett witch. <laughs> so only their bloodline could undo it. So convenient. Mm-hmm. You would think there would be like some really complicated reason why Esther's still alive, but it's just like literally a witch put a freezing spell on her body and her spirit just like was chilling out waiting to be put back in it. But the uh, salient point of this whole situation is that Esther just very casually is like, so now I have the chance to undo the evil I created. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yep. And she needs Elena's help. Yes, she says that... Oh, wait, there's a another scene before that, right? Yeah, so before they get into, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, what um, Elena needs to do, we have a beautiful moment um, outside of the stables between uh, Caroline and Klaus. <laughs> between Caroline and a horse, really. Yeah, yeah Klaus was the third wheel in this, in this situation. It's just the shot of her just staring lovingly at this random horse. Like, what is this horse doing here? It's like dressed in a horse costume to, like, pull a sleigh or something. Yeah, it's like a fancy horse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
And she's just staring at it, smiling. And, like, they leave, they, like, hover on this scene. There's, like, no other word for it besides hovering. Like, we yeah. get, like, a good, like, 18 seconds or something of, like, Caroline just staring at this horse. And then Klaus comes up and says, you like horses? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she likes horses based on this whole tableau here. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I snorted. And then he follows up with, you know, horses are the opposite of people. <laughs> oh my god. Like, because horses are loyal, but like, what? What is, how are we going to say it in that way? I want to get a tattoo that says horses are the opposite of people, but in close oh. spiky handwriting. Yes, please. I would love it. <laughs> Yes, that was possibly my favorite line of the entire series. Yeah. So good. Horses are the opposite of people. <laughs> but Caroline's like, why did you invite me to this party? I don't get it. And Klaus says, I fancy you. <laughs> yes. I'm British. That's British for crush, for bona. They all have different <laughs> British accents. Like, Rebecca's is different from Klaus's, is different from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have a whole Game of Thrones thing. He's not on. even really British. He's just occasionally kind of Eastern European. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think Joseph Morgan is English. I'm pretty sure Claire Holt is Australian. Yeah. And Daniel Gillies is from New Zealand and slash Canada. So, <laughs> so we've got a little bit of everything. So far away from one another. Yeah. And they've all come together to be vampire <laughs> sibs. So beautiful. It's truly a global community. <laughs> but yes Klaus is like listen you're beautiful you're strong you're full of light I enjoy you oh yeah I liked it until that last line I enjoy yeah it. it's cause it's like all about Klaus right like it's not like who Caroline is it's like what she seems like to him yeah, <sighs> yeah. but Caroline isn't having it she's like listen I like people and they like me so I'm heading back into this damn party. Yes. People like me, unlike you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't understand. She's saying mean things, but it makes me want her more. I must be the first person to ever experience this. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, is this Klaus's first crush ever? Yeah. I know. Like, there was I feel like... with Tatia back in the day, but he's acting like he has never met a girl before. Yeah, this is his first crush since Tatia a thousand years ago. <laughs> it's super weird. And then I think we go back to Esther and Elena. Yes. So Esther is explaining to Elena that the forces of nature are upset with her because when she turned her children, turned, when she <laughs> turned her children into vampires, she upset the balance of nature and it was unnatural. And she explains that she turned them into vampires because she was trying to protect them from the werewolves. But she said that, like, it didn't go how she wanted it to go and that quickly they were, like, eating all the people in the village. Klaus turned against her. So it got out of control and not what she was expecting. Yeah. And then at a certain point, Klaus murdered her so she could not undo her mistake at that point. But now, with a combination of time magic and elena's blood she's gonna do a ritual that's going to kill them all wow 
And she's going to spike the champagne with Elena's blood. So everybody at this party is drinking Elena's blood tonight. Oh, everybody was? I, I think thought so. I, yeah. I didn't Yeah, I didn't pick up on that either, but I think you're right. It's like because... diluted from one drop or two drops or whatever, but yikes. There's like a good 150 people at this party, like because yeah. I was like, how is she gonna get the right glasses to all of her vampire children? But I did notice right, that it she's... was pink champagne later. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but my favorite part here is like she tells Elena that she needs her blood and Elena has no follow up questions. She's like, Okay, take my blood. Yeah, I know, she's in it. And at this point, Esther has only mentioned that she's gonna kill Klaus, so Elena has no reservations. But then Esther starts saying, oh, well, they all have to drink the champagne together so they can be linked as one. And Elena's like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, if one of them dies, all the rest of them die. And now Elena's starting to have regrets, but not enough regrets, in my opinion. Yeah. And, like, Esther just, like, starts laying it all out. She's like, listen, I love my family, but they are an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way sometimes. No, I don't. I, I love you. <laughs> I feel like my mom has said that on, like, a holiday when we were all misbehaving or something. <laughs> never drink any champagne she gives you. Yeah. She's like, right. I need to fix my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I need to restore the balance of nature. Yes. Something's not right. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, so the plan is the only way that she can kill Klaus because of his, like, hybrid immortality is to have him linked to her more vulnerable children who can be killed. And that way she can take them all down. But also, like, she would really only have to link him to one of them to do that. She really just wants to eradicate all of them. She's like, fuck all my kids. Yeah, so we leave Esther with her, like, last words in this scene. It's like, my, it's my duty to kill them. So <laughs> shit is getting real with speaking Esther of, and her vampire children. Speaking of murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're back to that uh, old pairing of Rebecca and Cole and all I have written is Cole is horny for murder so if anybody (laughs) else remembers anything else about this scene please fill in the deeds here yeah Rebecca basically is telling Cole that they are both going to be luring Matt outside to like complete the murder Um, oh right because she doesn't want to ruin her mom's party by killing exactly (laughs) yeah so yes but Cole is like why let's not like shake it up a little bit and like have some fun but yeah, they decide to try and lure Matt Donovan outside to do the deed. It's not hard to lure Matt Donovan yeah, anywhere. Because like, what's he going to say, no? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You don't need like two people to do pretty much anything with him. You just sort of... He's just happy to be included. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but then we have to go to another Salvatore Brothers scene where Damon wakes up from his death nap. And he and Stefan argue with each other about Elena for what a, a surprise. Yep. And they like have this whole thing. Like Damon wakes up and like tries to attack Stefan and he's like, where's Elena? And Stefan's like, it doesn't matter. She's her own person. Your emotions are getting in the way of like our grand plan. So it's just like more of the same bullshit. And then we go to Rebecca and Matt taking a romantic moonlit stroll through like the parked cars on the driveway. <laughs> I do such a vibe and like matt is like oh it's really cold out here like we need to go to my car and let me get my coat because i need it and then they get to his truck and rebecca's throwing some serious shade here she's like this is your car 
and it's like kind of like a beat up pickup truck and he's like yeah if i could compel someone to give me a maserati like i totally would (laughs) but yeah matt's kind of sweet in this moment he like gets the jacket out of his car and he like puts it on rebecca and you see like something change in like rebecca's face and she like is in love with matt donovan because he does like one slightly kind thing for her yeah it's like rebecca is so starved for like any kind of kindness that literally this like kind of chauvinist move from matt like oh i must protect the woman's delicate shoulders yeah and she's like oh i no longer want to murder you i want to I was just going to try to think of another M word that meant fucking, but it didn't come to me. Mash. (laughs) Mash. I'm going to do the monster mash. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she just goes from, like, murder to lust slash love, and it's really sad, because I'm like, yeah, Rebecca deserves somebody to be nice to her, just, like, in general. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that Matt Donovan putting his Letterman jacket around her shoulders. And she's like, I'm a vampire. We don't need, we don't feel cold. Oh, yeah. But, oh. Yeah, and this whole time, like, Cole is, like, creeping in the background. And, like, at the end of the scene, you see him, like, coming out, like, from behind a car. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, because Rebecca's (laughs) like, let's go back inside. I'm, I haven't enough fresh air now. Yeah. And Matt's just like, okay, whatever. (laughs) I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) And then I'm about to get really mad. So somebody else has to talk about it. So, yeah, Elena has come back downstairs from her meeting with Esther. And she comes across Elijah and he's like, Elena, tell me, should I be concerned about my mother's intentions? She's like, no, she just wanted to apologize to me for like the previous like misunderstandings. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah, like the time she caused ghosts to appear all to try to murder her. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, so that was sad and Elijah looks like super relieved too when she tells him this and you can tell that he believes her Yeah, and he's like oh my gosh maybe like my mom is chill now and we can all be a family this is so good yeah and then it's so, time for the champagne toast right yep so we have um I think Esther is it Esther that gives the toast and she's like this is such a beautiful time for our family being together again at last. And like, okay, I know that most people know that they're like a powerful vampire family, but certainly not everyone. And she's just like going on about what a special moment in history this is. (laughs) And everyone's like, here, here. She's like, the family's back together. And all of the siblings take a sip. So Elena's like watching Elijah so closely, like to try and make sure that like he's taking a sip. But we have like a moment of each character, like drinking the drink. Elena's gazing straight into his beautiful eyes and Mm -hmm. he's looking all sweet and happy and he drinks the champagne and she just watches him do it. She lets him do it. And I'm like, how dare you, Elena Gilbert? Elena Horatio Gilbert. (laughs) Horatio. Was it? Is there even a reason for her allowing him to, at this point, or is she just like whatever? I guess she just trusts that all of them need to be involved for some reason, <laughs> and she wants Klaus to die more than she wants Elena, more than she wants Elijah to live. Also, probably more than she wants Elena to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, record. that's true. And I was very mad at our girl Elena. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Although, I guess she didn't really have a choice. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Damned if you do, damned if you don't when you're yeah. on Gilbert. 
Luckily, we get to go to something more hilarious after that, where Klaus really just wanted to show Caroline something. And this whole time, I'm like, why is Caroline entertaining this fool? And, like, it kind of makes sense later, but I was like, just say no. I know. But, yeah, like, Klaus leads her down to, like, what is presumably the basement or something along those lines. And we see that Klaus has a variety of art hanging up. Um, and Look at all of his arts. Yes. <laughs> we have a secret painter on our hands here, you guys. Well, I think this is his collection of famous paintings. Oh. And she's like, oh, that's oh. so impressive. You stole these from museums. Where'd the bracelet come from? And he's like, from a princess. I'll tell you the whole story later. Oh, I totally missed the point of this scene then. I thought well, that he was the secret painter. But then she sees all of these sketches on the table. And she's like, Klaus, did you do these? And, and he he's did. like, oh, yes, I dabble. And I'm like, okay, Jeremy. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> right. We got a lot of sketching bros on this show. And they're <laughs> all sketchy do. as fuck. Oh, yeah. The sketchy sketching bros. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, have you ever been to such and so famous museum that I've never heard of? And she's like, I've never really been anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'll take you to great cities, Caroline. <laughs> I'll show you true beauty. Is that what he said? Probably. I, I really think, I feel like he did because of the way you said it. I was convinced. <laughs> Uh, but wait. then we finally realize why Caroline's been doing this. She's been kind of playing Klaus because she's like, hey, why don't you give Tyler his life back while we're yeah. being so nice here? Yep. Yeah. And like Caroline is just like really digging into Klaus and she's like, I get it. Like all of this is because like your father didn't love you. So you can't like accept anything. You have to like compel people or pay people or trick people or sire people into having a relationship with you. So it's it's a tough moment for Klaus. He looks a little hurt. Yeah, and she takes off the bracelet and throws it at him and he says, it's time for you to leave. Mm. <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but she tried. She did. She got to roast him, which I enjoyed. Yeah, and, like, Klaus is not a person who I feel like has a lot of honesty around him. I mean, now that his siblings are back a little bit more, but for the past however long, he's been just, like, dealing with his sires and, like, his crazy hybrid army. So he's not getting yes a lot man. of real talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we have another brief moment with Cole and Rebecca where she tells him that she's changed her mind about Matt um, and that she doesn't want Cole to kill him anymore. Yeah, she's like, leave him alone. And he's like, oh, you're so pathetic. You're always falling for something. I don't know. Yeah, see, yeah, this shit. is, yeah, like, it's like they're so mean to her. And then they're like, I can't believe you fell for someone being nice to you. It's like, I wonder why. Right? Right. I wonder why she's so desperate for someone to be nice to her. Yeah. But Cole is just, his whole brand is being a douchebag, so. Yeah, Cole's yeah. a big old D. <laughs> Big D bag. Speaking of big old D's, <laughs> Elena runs into Damon and he's very pissed at all of the turns of events of this evening. And he's like grabbing her and trying to manhandle her out the door. And I'm like, get your fucking hands off of her. What are you doing? I know. Oh, I hated this moment so much because he's like grabbing her arm and like dragging her. And he's like, it's time to go. Like, scolding her. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a child or some shit. Yeah, it's very cringe. Yeah. 
And like Elena, you know, she like tries to take a moment to explain to Damon. She's like, listen, I know this sucks, but I had to cut you out of the plan because I needed to go talk to Esther by myself. And there was no way that you were going to let me do that. So I had to get Stefan involved. He doesn't get it. He doesn't care. And he says, I'm mad at you because I love you. Ugh. Ugh. Lovely. And it's like, according to uh, some internet trivia, this is the second time that Damon has told Elena he loved her, but the first time he compelled her to forget it. So Uh, really to her, the first time Damon's saying, I love you. And it's so romantic. Yeah. In a moment (laughs) of anger. Get your butt out the door. I love you. Yeah. yeah, And she says, maybe that's the problem. And for some reason, everybody acts like this was like such a horrible thing to say. I'm like, I know. It's yeah. just kind of like honest. And she's like, oh, I've gone too far, clearly. Yeah. Like, it's and not ideal that you're in love with me. Yeah. It's right. making you act terrible. And then like Damon really doubles down on this. And he's like, oh, like, yeah, like I care too much. I'm the liability in this situation. And like he just like really digs into it and like tries to like flip it on its head and make Elena feel super ashamed for saying it. And of course she does because. Yeah. Anytime Elena burns somebody, it like goes against her kind nature so much that she has to then hug them. Yeah. So then shit gets a little real at the party. Um, You know, up until this moment, it's been a somewhat civilized celebration, except for when Stefan broke Damon's neck. But (laughs) we see Matt outside on like their fancy balcony up front and Cole walks up to him and he's like, oh, like, hey, man, you're Rebecca's friend, right? And he's like, yeah, Matt Donovan, pleased to meet you. (laughs) And Cole, like, puts out his hand to shake it, and, like, Matt shakes his hand back, and Cole just, like, crushes his hand. Yep. Yep. He sure does. And suddenly Damon swoops in, and he's like, hey, watch the hand. He's a football player. (laughs) And then he throws Cole off of the balcony. Which is only one story. Like, what do you think that's going to do to an original vampire? Yeah. And then, like, punches him in the face a couple times. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Damon, this is the craziest thing you've ever done. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, like, the crowd turns very fast. Yeah. It's so weird how everybody reacts to this. I'm like, Damon does crazier shit than that. Like, remember when he murdered Uncle John Gilbert at a Founders event? (laughs) Not knowing that he had a life-saving ring? yes like, oh my gosh this is not weird for damon but everybody's really overreacting to things today yeah. everyone's on edge from their like fancy like situation nobody's ever been to a ball this fancy so they can't <laughs> believe that damon like broke the etiquette and they all drank elena's blood yeah yeah and they're all drunk on those blood cocktails <laughs> bloody mary's oh hey <laughs> So, yeah, Damon, like, kind of, like, angrily storms away. I feel like he's muttering, like, some sort of bullshit about how, like, his feelings are, I don't know. It's weird. But then we see Caroline arrive back home, and she picks up her old-timey cell phone, (laughs) and she's calling Tyler to leave him a voicemail. And this is a sweet moment. Yeah. All I wrote was that she says she wishes he were there. Yeah, yeah, she said, yeah, you're exactly right. She says that she was calling to tell him that she misses him um, and that she, like, appreciates what he's trying to do, but she really wishes that he was there. Yeah. 
So a remarkably this normal good. phone call. Right? <laughs> yes. Right. I honestly was worried that she was like going to fall for Klaus or something a little bit. So <laughs> I was happy that this phone call happened. Yeah. And then she goes into her room. Or she's in her room while she's leaving this message and we kind of hear a whooshing sound. And she turns around and there's a little gift box on her bed again. So apparently Klaus just dropped in real quick and zoomed away. And you think it's going to be another piece of fancy jewelry because it's that shape of box. But she mm-hmm. opens it up and there's this like little roll of parchment in it. And it's like yellowed parchment. Looks like yeah. Like normal drawing yeah. paper. And on it is a drawing of Caroline <laughs> gazing lovingly at the horse. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny. When I saw it, I was like, what the hell? And I, I remember, I had a memory of Klaus drawing a picture of a horse and giving it to Caroline. And I thought that that was going to be in the last episode, or uh-huh. not the last episode, but on her birthday when he gave her his blood. Oh, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, did I just make that up? But I'm so glad that I remembered it correctly. <laughs> but I had forgotten that Caroline was also in the drawing. <laughs> I was, well, and uh, and then when it zoomed in on, because at the bottom he wrote, thank you for your honesty. But at first when I read it, I thought it said, thank you for your horsery. <laughs> That would have been perfect. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you for your horsery, horsery. It was like sorcery, except for horses. I want to see a show about horsery that is horse sorcery. Yeah, horse sorcery. Yes. <laughs> but oh anyway, this is where I have to talk about Buffy again. Yes, because this is, is there very... a drawing of a horse. There's not a drawing of a horse, but. <laughs> When Angel turns evil after having sex with Buffy and becomes his evil alter ego and jealous, he start he's still obsessed with Buffy, so he keeps on like leaving her drawings. <laughs> and it's very much like this style of like pencil drawing. And I'm just like this is what this romance looks like from Klaus. It looks like evil angel from Buffy. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. It was like more ridiculous than any picture Angel ever drew for Buffy. And I loved it so much. Thank you, Klaus. You're my favorite artist. And don't worry, I'm going to post it on our Instagram. Yes. So we have that lovely moment that will forever be seared into my mind. And then we head back to the Klaus house where the party's kind of wrapping up and Esther and Elijah are having like a little chat in the upstairs. And... Esther's like pretty much, I don't like Elijah's like coming up, but I don't know, just to like talk with her a little bit. I don't know if he says something, but Esther's like, Elijah, I wish the others were more like you. Yeah. Is it him that says Rebecca and Cole disgraced our family? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. He's embarrassed that they, that all that shit went down. It was so gauche. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) Yeah. And Esther's like, Elijah, you're my favorite child. All my other children suck. If they were more like you, I wouldn't be about to murder you all. Right. And she doesn't say the last part, obviously. Yeah. And Elijah's just like, my mommy loves me. And he leaves. <laughs> oh, I know. And then fucking Phil comes swanning in. <laughs> swanning <Damn>. in. <laughs> and Esther is like the millionth person to say, Elijah's so moral. Why is moral the word that everybody uses for him? It doesn't even really make sense. It's like, I can't think of like a single word to describe what they're trying to express by saying moral. But it's like, (laughs) he's so moral because like, he was mad that 
his siblings tried to murder one of their party guests. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, who else like, but Elijah would be mad about that? I know. Like, they're almost using, like, moral interchangeably with, like, just polite. Right? <laughs> like, he's We're not, just, like, like, actually, good. like, being super moral so or, like, just evil. good person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we find out here that fucking Phil is in on this whole plan, which is yeah. weird. Um, but we know that he's a weenie, so I guess yeah. we shouldn't be too surprised. Yes, he and Esther are in cahoots, and mm-hmm. Esther's, like, explaining it just in case he's the dim bulb in the family. He's like, you know <laughs> what this will mean for you? And he says, when it is time, I will be ready to die. I'm like, bro, you just woke up after a 900-year nap. You don't want to, like, at least get laid or something? He's too tired for the world. That's how I would feel when I woke up from a 900-year nap. I'd wake up and, like, look around at the current state of the world, and I'd be like, all right, like, let's get this over with, Mom. Mom, Mom please yeah. murder me now. <laughs> uh, and this was, like, 2011 or something. They don't even know the bullshit yeah, that's oh about God. to befall yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they all think the world's going to end next year because of the Mayans, right? Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. That's where they're at. Yeah, they talked with a large about like the old calendar that we made. (laughs) Oh my god, they totally made up the Mayan calendar, just like they made up the sun and the moon curse. That is now what I believe. (laughs) Canon, yeah. But yes, uh, Esther has to finish the spell by slicing Phil's palm. I'm like, it was so like reserved when she just pricked Elena's finger earlier. I'm glad that we get a classic palm slice in. Yeah, she doesn't even, like, give him a heads up. She just, like, does it. And it's like, Yeah. And then she drips his blood all over all of the runes that she wrote with her kids' names. And it forms a blood tree. And then it spontaneously combusts. (laughs) Yes. And we get this, like, we get this, like, super funny, like, slow-mo PowerPoint, like, transition, (laughs) like, fade in and fade out of each of, like, the, her children. Like, while the... Like, mm-hmm. the blood is arriving to their branch. It's really funny. I feel like that should have been, like, the opening credits of the originals. Yes, yeah. that would be good. I mean, I don't know what the opening credits is, but I can't imagine it's better than that. I think it's pretty much the same as The Vampire Diaries, where it just says, like, the originals. Although I haven't oh, okay. really watched much of the originals, so I don't remember. Yeah. Gotcha. And that would be really funny if they had that with, like, a Full House theme song style song playing in the background. Yeah, that would be amazing. So, yeah, shit has just went down at the end of the party. Now all of the children seem to be linked. Mm -hmm. So we don't know when Esther's going to make her move. But when she does, it's not going to be good for any of the originals. Unless they get to her first. I don't know. I'd be surprised if this all goes through. But who knows? (laughs) It's a mystery. You never know what's going to happen on this show. Yeah, (laughs) that is is the truth. So then... We cut to Stefan, who's in the process of walking Elena home, which like, okay, fine. So her and Damon like had this fight at the end and then Stefan's there to like swoop in and walk her home. And Stefan's like, Elena, like this is interesting because you just signed Klaus's death sentence because Elena's like kind of filling him in on everything that went down. Yeah, and... She's, like, kind of conflicted, but he's like, no, th- it was the right thing. That family has brought you nothing but darkness. And I'm like, again, you could just be talking about the Salvators also here. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I thought he said my family. I wrote down my family on my notes. It would have made sense like, either way. Yeah, yeah, like, I thought it was, like, a Freudian flip, flip or something. 
Yeah, like she feels bad for lying to Elijah. And he's like, yeah. you shouldn't feel bad. Fuck all of them. Yeah. And he's being all romantic now all of a sudden. And I hate it. Yeah. And Elena's like, how do you pretend not to feel things? I feel everything. I feel everything so much. And Stefan's like, stop. I don't want to talk about feelings. I'm a man. <laughs> I hate myself for what I did to you. Yeah. And then he comes in like with that moment where he's like, and if I let myself care, all I feel is pain. And then this gives Elena a boner and she like almost <laughs> wants to like make out with him for a second, but it doesn't happen. She's very Damon-esque in this scene because she's like putting her hands gently on Stefan's face and like trying to explain his feelings to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but he's like, no, I am too emo for this. I have to run away. And she's like, oh, I love emo ass bitches. Too emo for this was my AOL screen name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we head over to the grill where Matt is drinking at his place of employment. Was he drinking coffee? Oh, I don't know. I just thought he was ingesting some kind of beverage and assumed it was whiskey because that usually is the case on this show. But yeah. now that I think of it, it would make more sense for it to be coffee. I thought it was coffee, and I was like, does Matt not drink? I couldn't remember if, like, there was, like, a story there because of, like, his mom or something. I don't know. I feel like Mystic Falls is pretty lax about letting children get crunk, but yeah. probably it's just, like, a bridge too far to, like, sit at your place of employment where they know how old you are drinking alcohol yeah. in front of, like, your boss. Right, where they have legal proof of your age, most likely. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, you're probably right. It was coffee. Yeah, and this is... Maybe my favorite moment of the episode. I feel like I've said that like three times, but it's definitely up there. So like Rebecca comes into the grill and she's like, oh, like, hey, Matt, like, I'm so glad I found you, blah, blah, blah. And Matt's like, listen, I just got my hand crushed, had to leave the party, go to the hospital, find out I don't have health insurance. So this is how you know that it was, like, before, like, the ACA. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Matt yeah. has, like, no idea that he, like, doesn't have health insurance. He doesn't know how to get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, could he not, one, go to Dr. Fell and get some of her stash of vampire blood? Or two, be like, hey, Rebecca, can I have a sip since uh, this is kind of your fault? And then his right. would be fine. But uh, that would make too much sense. And he yeah. just wants to feel sorry for himself right now. Yeah, and he, like, lets Rebecca down harshly. He's like, you're fun and pretty at all, but I just need you to leave me the hell alone. <laughs> Poor Rebecca. I know, She's I like, feel oh, bad for her. oh, he was nice to me for two seconds. Maybe we have something. Yeah. He's like, you hobbit, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, self-destructive Damon is there. And he, like, waltzes up either holding a whiskey bottle or, like, somehow, like, grabs it, like, from behind the bar and just, like, starts pouring it for him and Rebecca. He is definitely holding it when he swoops in. And it's, like, almost empty. So I feel like he's just been skulking around, maybe, like, hidden behind the fireplace. Yeah. (laughs) Ready to make his grand entrance and do some shots with Rebecca. And he's like, oh, you got dumped by the football quarterback captain sports so high school of you yeah and rebecca's like kind of like yeah and damon is all well you would have crushed him anyway or like something along those lines you need someone more durable and she's like got any recommendations (sighs) 
And then we cut to a very fierce makeout scene between Damon and Rebecca. And they literally rip each other's clothes off. And I'm like, oh, no, Rebecca's gown was so pretty. Yeah. I know. Like, fuck Damon's outfit. It's just boring man clothes. Yeah, like boring <laughs> tuxedo, whatever. And this really reminded me of a vampire movie that I watched. Not recently, but sort of recently. <laughs> a Vampire Academy. It was very, very bad. Uh, but it had a very memorable scene where there's these two characters who've been like flirting this whole time and they start making out and it's at a fancy party and she's wearing a fancy gown and her makeout partner says, I love your dress. Let's burn it. And then he rips her dress off her body and throws it into a literal fire. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my God. And this just really reminded me of the whole vibe of that. (laughs) <laughs> yes that was a terrible movie and not even terrible in a fun way so i do not recommend that's too much don't wreck my ball gown by throwing it in a fire right they don't grow not on trees cool. although apparently they do in mystic falls because everybody got one on really short notice i know yeah. and they're all like perfectly tailored everyone out there looking classy like there was not like one like guy who refuses to dress up that like showed up in like new balances and ill-fitting jeans yeah like one of those like tuxedo t-shirts <laughs> there were no yeah at this event there yeah. were but yeah there's clothes ripping there's a uh, zooming i know we talked in the past about what zoom sex would be like and we're pretty much seeing as close as we're gonna get to it here yeah <laughs> And yeah, they're gonna go to Pound Town. <laughs> they sure are. But it's the CW, uh, and so I don't like this. Anymore. I know. I, I hate this pairing. I know. I literally had no memory of this happening. I was like, oh, wait, really? It's weird. I mean, I guess I kind of see it because, like, of the whole Stefan Rebecca thing. Like, this is Damon's way of getting back at him because he's, like, in the love triangle, like, with Elena. But. I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's like when he was feeling really emo about his feelings for Elena and then started hooking up with Andy back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. He's like, cool, I cool. have these feelings about Elena and she won't fuck me, so I need to find somebody suitable to fuck instead of her. Was that the yeah. newscaster? Yeah. Okay. Andy Star, R.I.P. girl. Oh, R.I.P. You deserved better, Andy. Yes. Oh, and that's the end of the episode. We should probably yeah. <laughs> The end. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot and heavy. Did you guys like this episode overall? I didn't love it. Yeah. I I didn't like, I, I think I mixed it up with a different episode. because I was like, oh, I love that one when Claire mentioned it. And then when I watched it, I was like, uh-huh. oh, I mixed, I mixed this up with uh, a different one. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I like, I mean, this, it, this one's got a lot of things. It's got, you got the originals, you got the love triangle. You got, you know, some a piece of paper on fire. You got the horse drawing. I don't know what else you guys want besides the drawing. Right. Carolina That's with true. The horse. I had forgotten about the horse drawing. That does yeah. take it over the edge. Yeah. I do like this episode because I like when there's, like, a theme or event that, like, ties the episode yeah. together. I feel like it's a lot, like, tighter of, like, an episode when they have, like, something like that instead of, like... Last episode where Elena was literally everywhere yeah. in every scene, like in different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, and I liked this one. I like all the new characters, even though I can't keep their names straight. <laughs> but it was like kind of an exciting one for me. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of stuff I liked about it, but I think I just really don't like what's going on with Stefan, Damon, and Elena right now. And that kind of started yeah. it for me. And that was so much the focus of a big part of the episode. Yeah. I just don't buy the whole 
vibe between Elena and Stefan right now. It feels like way too fast of a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's kind of, like, getting a little boring. Like, things need to, like, switch it up with those guys a little bit. And, like, yeah. either, like, yeah, do like, it or don't. Like, yeah, exactly. I just, I, so, I just really hate, I hate that Damon and Rebecca pairing so much. It just, mm-hmm. it's weird for me. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I feel like they have good chemistry and, like, obviously neither of them even likes the other. So I can get behind them having hate sex. Because <laughs> they're both really pissed about their Yeah, crushes. that's true. They both yeah. got burned by their crushes, and they're both hot, and they're both horny. Rebecca has not gotten laid since the 1920s, so I'm very happy for her. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yes. good for you, Rebecca. Yeah. She's been trying this whole time. Yeah, she's been she real trying. I feel like they were trying to recreate some of what they had with the Masquerade episode, with like this mm-hmm. big fancy party, but Masquerade was so much better. I think I was yeah. thinking of the Masquerade episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... No, it was a, it was still a good episode. It just wasn't my favorite of this season. Yeah. But uh, more specifically and more importantly, we got to answer some questions now. Uh, we'll let Abby go first as our special guest. Abby, who you want to punch from this episode? Oh, we have to punch Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mommy's yeah. little turd. I hate, I hate you, Phil. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, my God. He sucks. He's a little wiener. Other than, otherwise, I would have probably said Matt, just because I just get... I... Matt's very punchable, just in general. Yeah, he's just very he punchable. Totally is. I'm tired of hearing you talk about how he's not involved. I know. <laughs> you protest you're too involved. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you're in every episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, for sure. Who do you want to punch, Claire? I want to punch Elena for lying to Elijah and endangering his precious life. Uh-huh. Yep, that's a good choice. It's as simple for sure. as that. Yeah. I could get behind that. That was going to be my choice. Oh, sorry, Beth. Who do you want to punch instead? It's okay. There's a lot of punchables in this episode. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Damon mm. um, because he was like super possessive in this episode. And like, it just like pissed me off, like the way that he like so completely flew off the handle, like after the conversation that him and Elena had at the end of the party, when he's like, Oh, I just care too much. Like, I'm just too yeah. good. Like I, cause I love you. And then he like goes and like starts like throwing people off balconies and shit. Get your shit together, man. You, you are so old. Like, why yeah. are you doing this? So... <laughs> yeah. He is definitely too old for this shit. He is. I agree with that. <laughs> Sounds good. So on the other side of the spectrum, Abby, who do you want to high five from this episode? I want to high five Elijah for being vulnerable and putting himself out there. Yeah. Oh, you I love Elijah. That. Yeah. So moral. So I'm being moral. <laughs> yes. Good choices for both. Beth, who would you like to high five? I'm gonna high five Caroline. I just think that she had so many good like zingers this episode. She's the only person I've see and be able to put klaus in their place um besides maybe esther mm-hmm. um i almost said teresa i don't know why i guess there's a lot of like <laughs> the same letters in esther and teresa yeah. yeah yeah caroline was killing it she's just the best and mm-hmm. i feel like we haven't had an episode in a while where she could kind of like be her normal self quote unquote because she was dealing with like so much pain and grief like between like Tyler and her dad and like all this bullshit. So I want to give that lady a high five. Good, good. How about you, Claire? You might be shocked to hear this. Ooh. I want to high five Klaus 
Just oh. for saying, horses are the opposite of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh such my gosh. Wisdom. I can't believe I had never heard such a golden nugget of wisdom before. Is your life changed having known this now? It is. It's changed like my whole worldview. I'm never going to look at a horse the same way again. That's I'm only going to look at horses like Caroline looks at horses for no yeah. <laughs> Lovingly for a long time. Yeah. Yes. So definitely the first and possibly the last time I'll high five Klaus. But he really earned it. He did. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> oh, but we have to, you know, be a little serious for a minute and ask the eternal question, why are men? <sighs> I sometimes they have to throw people off balconies. Um, because their crush said something mildly rude to them. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. I think, like, when we're thinking about, like, toxic masculinity as part of the patriarchy, what really stood out to me in this episode was the line where Damon says, like, I'm mad at you because I love you. Mm. Yeah. Like, just conflating, like, the emotion of, like, love and, like, expressing anger as a result of it is just so sad and, like, frankly scary for Elena. Uh, because yeah. you see, like, kind of how unstable Damon is. And, and you see, like, so many people be impacted by it, too, right? So, like, you have, like, some sort of, like, emotional abuse happening with Elena. But then just, like, the whole party blows up because he can't, like, handle his emotions, too. Yeah. And also, Stefan being unwilling to talk about or let anything in with his emotions. So it's just, like, she's sort of stuck with these two people trying to deal with this situation. But she's not getting any support from either one of them, really. Yeah, right. Like, Elena, find somebody else who can like yeah. have a conversation like a human being. Without there's no one else to violence. date. True, I guess In the whole world. The only other option is like Matt, and that's even worse somehow. She already started. She started with Matt. Yeah, yeah. Is it just me, or are they like trying to like plant the seeds of something happening between Elena and Matt? Because I feel like they kind of are. Because remember, like, was it last episode or two episodes ago where Klaus is like, oh, like, she'll grow up and have children with that football player. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he's, like, been in the episodes a lot more. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe like, they're just friends, but I don't know. I don't like it. They just, I feel like, needed to bring Matt into the main plot more. So he's spending a lot more time with Elena and... So they had to make him be cool with Caroline, too. Yeah. Even though they had been fighting this whole time. So it's, again, another kind of quick turn. Like, suddenly Matt is on, like, really good friendly terms with everybody. So he's just around all the time. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more about it. Sounds good. The thing that got to me the most, I think, in this episode was Cole. And the Mm. way that he talked to and about Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shaming her for, like, having a feeling or, like, potentially liking somebody or, like, wanting sweetness in her life. I don't, that was a weird way to say it, but... <laughs> I know what you mean. But it's yeah. like, she's the one girl in the family, and so she has to be mocked for anything that's, like, coded feminine by society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not allowed to love people, you're not allowed to have a crush, it's so stupid, like, you're such a silly girl, you're so pathetic... And it's just, like, all this male bullshit that's, like, 
men are superior to women because women are so emotional and we're strong and we punch things and we chop wood and set fires. Yeah. Yeah. But also he, but he's just like really obnoxious. He really is. He is good looking though. That's the thing that's like so yeah. difficult. So yeah, Cole, this was really his first episode where he got to do anything and didn't make a great impression on me. He's like, he and Phil each got kind of like one personality trait and Cole's is I am a douchebag who loves murder and Phil's is I just want to die, (laughs) but in a boring way. Yeah. Yeah, in it. Yeah. In the most boring way. I want my mother to kill me. There's got to be, like, some porn for that fetish. Oh, yeah. There. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you know, if Phil would just stick around in the 21st century for a minute, he could find it. And then he wouldn't have to actually die. He could get his kicks that way. That's not going to be enough for Phil. <laughs> that Phil, he never has enough death. <laughs> what is it when a mother kills her son? Like, the opposite would be matricide. Infanticide. Ooh. He's is that only when they're a baby? <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I mean, he's acting Is it like only one, when it's so. a baby? I don't know. I think so. I, yeah. I want to say yes. And I think that's I just mean, any baby. There's got to yeah. be a word when oh. it's specifically your baby. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you know what the word is for when a mother <laughs> kills her adult yeah. son, please write in. <laughs> yeah, call in. <laughs> please well, help us with this important information. Uh, yes. So yeah, so that was funny. my big beef with men this episode. There was a lot of the same old shit of Stefan and Damon fighting over Elena and trying to control all her decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, as always. And we've talked about the one to death. One, one claiming they're trying to, the other person's trying to do it more. Yeah. Which one of us is worse? Yeah. Right. We both suck, but one of us has to be marginally better than the other. Yeah. Well, we'll keep answering this question every week, but never find the, never really find the answers. Yeah. There's no solution to this puzzle. There's really not. There's always going to be a missing piece hidden on, in the couch cushions of life. At least we know that it's been a problem for thousands of years when the vampires first started. Oh, yes. So Very that's true. reassuring. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Anybody else got anything to say about men or can we flee from them? The only last thing I want to say is like, Matt not knowing that he didn't have health insurance is just like the pinnacle <laughs> yeah. of male, of men not taking responsibility for their own personal actions if they do not have a woman taking care of them. I mean, he's um, a child. I don't care. Come it's, on. It's fucked up that the mystic girl doesn't give him bennies. It <laughs> is. But come on. He found out he didn't have health insurance. Like, you don't even know that you didn't have it. I don't know. I feel like he's being irresponsible. I feel like Kelly Donovan was not taking him to the doctor regularly, so it's just not been a part of his life. Like that's the one thing he knows about health. That, like, I'm surprised he knows what health insurance is. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> if I that's had been responsible point. for my own health yeah. insurance at 17 or 18, like I definitely fractured my kneecap in college and didn't go to the health center because I didn't understand how the school insurance worked and I didn't want to deal with it. And my knee yeah. has never been the same. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe I'm being too rough on him. I don't know. Once we start talking about why men are, I start being like, why are men? And then I just get, I get on a It's just because it's Matt. Usually when yeah. you're Matt, there is something. Why are men and why is Matt? Yeah. 
They're the same question. <laughs> yeah. But yes, let's flee the topic and talk about who should have done it. Abby, your your decision. Who should have done it? I mean, I at the risk of being disgusting, I've got to say Caroline the horse. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, same here. You saw the way they were looking at each other. They captured it in that drawing. I mean, what? They did. They did. Or like maybe a three-way with Caroline the horse and Klaus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. No, that's definitely the best and correct decision yeah. based on this episode. Yes, thank uh, you. Claire, what did you think? Oh, God, I have to think of another one now. I know. I say Mary or Carol Lockwood and Cole because they both suck. Oh. And if, if they yeah. had been doing it at the party, then the whole situation with Rebecca and Matt wouldn't have gone the way it did. Yeah, that would have worked out swimming like both of them. Yes. That was my answer. Wow. I'm sticking to it. Beth, your turn. That is a very good choice, and that was my backup. So now <laughs> oh, that no. both now yeah. that both of my choices are taken, I'm just gonna need a moment. Sure. Um, and think about who was in this episode and what they were doing. All right, I'm gonna go a little unconventional and I'm going to say who should have done it was a plethora of party guests. They should have just had an orgy in one of the many rooms um, because that would have been a good way to uh, celebrate the family unification of the Michelsons. <laughs> I bet that's what happened after everybody else left. Like they all just yeah. drank Elena's blood and like the doppelganger is an exquisite beauty who has entranced men throughout the ages. So they probably all got really horny on that champagne. <laughs> And once all the vampires left, they just all took off their gowns, took off their gloves, and got down. And got going. And got going. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, that was a good one, Beth. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank both of you. Thank horses. Thank horses. The op- the true opposite of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want to hear... Klaus talk more about horses. Oh, there was something he said about horses that was fucked up that we didn't mention that he was like, my dad killed my horse with a sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I blocked that out. I don't really remember what the context was. It was just like his one anecdote about horses. <laughs> You're trying to make conversation with someone. It's like the only thing you've got. So you bring it out. Right. It's so wrong. It's like, oh, I had a dentist appointment yesterday. Uh, what was your day like? My dad murdered my horse with a sword. <laughs> he thought his throat. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that was an episode of The Vampire Diaries. It was Yay. wild. Thank you for your it horse <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank your, your horsery. <laughs> oh my god. So, thank you guys for having me on. This was really fun. I was really excited when I heard that you were watching this show. I was like, if the podcast ever comes back, we have to have you on for a old roomy reunion. Yes, yes, I loved it. It was great to have you, Abby. Yes, thank you guys so much. This was very fun. And of course, I love the Vampire Diaries and everything <laughs> with CW. And Abby, is there anything, like your social media or anything you'd like to plug if the listeners oh, want to geez. find you? Oh, I'm, a, I'm in hermit road. I'm in hermit mode right now. You're but riding I mean, down hermit road on the opposite I'm, of your person? Yes, yes. 
if every I mean if everyone could just spend thirty seconds thinking about the best horse they've ever seen, that that's all I need from your listeners. Uh, beautiful. That was yeah. such a wonderful sentiment. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, if you would like to find the podcast on social media, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries. You can find us on Facebook at Vampire Diaries Diaries. I didn't pick up on that so you said a lot. The VD Diaries. Yeah. It works both ways. It does. Because all of these vampires have VD for sure. Definitely. And uh, Damon and Rebecca are exchanging theirs with each other now. A thousand years worth. Two patient zeros. Yes. Yes. Uh, But you can also find us on Facebook at The Vampire Diaries Diaries and on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And if you're feeling old timey, you could also send us an email. Uh, We would love to hear from you in a long form. And it's always been my dream to do some sort of advice column grab bag (laughs) episode. So if you have any questions that you're interested in answering, please send us an email to... Claire, what's our email address? It is, sorry, Abby, thevddiaries at gmail.com. <laughs> Perfect. And please write in to us if you know the word for killing your adult son. And if you have any uh, pornography or fan fiction to that effect, maybe keep it to yourself. But yes. Send it to Phil. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can always find us on all the podcast apps. It's the future. We're everywhere. And if you really love us, you can rate and review us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts slash the artist formerly known as Puff Daddy. We have actually gotten two new reviews in the last week, which is wild. I think it's because we just posted our first return episode a couple days ago. So we would like to thank our listener Stefan's Eyebrows and uh, Rural Juror number nine for their very kind five-star reviews. We love you wow. both. Thank you so much. Nice. And uh, Stefan's eyebrows, in answer to your question, yes, you should watch the do another pandemic rewatch of the show. Absolutely. Yes, highly recommended. <laughs> and on that note, I hope that you all have a wonderful time at whatever grand ball you're attending. If you're in Virginia, just know that Beth thinks you're a total dog. <laughs> Please don't show up in my mentions. I I tried. To, <laughs> I tried. And if you have any drawings of uh, of your crush gazing lovingly at any animals, best of luck with your endeavors there. <laughs> and stay chill. Uh, he's a ripper. Mozzarella. <laughs>